everybody. Welcome back to the G Show. This is your host, Garrett, here. In today's episode, I want to talk about the Steelers, their woes, what's going on with them. The the dominant black and gold curtain has seemed to been torn apart recently from the inside out. And I just want to start talking about it. I want to get this off my chest as a Steelers fan. If you're a longtime listener, then you know I'm a Steelers fan. I support them. I'm a ride or die. Even through their struggles, through their you know, through their faults. Um, I'm I'm a fan. I'm always gonna be a fan. And eventually at some point the Steelers are gonna be a bad team again. And they're starting to go that way, but you know, I'm always gonna be there for them. But right now it's just been a really tough couple weeks being a Steelers fan. And I just want to address some of the issues. And I think there's easy fixes and easy ways the Steelers can, you know, get their season back online. Get back on track. The AFC has a lot of good teams, a lot of good records, but you know there's still a lot of teams that have to face each other. Teams are going to fall. Records are going to be uh, broken and hurt. So I feel, still think there's a light at the end of a very narrow tunnel for the Steelers. And I think if we can address some of these issues, I mean, we can, as a Steelers and the Steelers fan, I think they can – um, get towards that light, and I think they can make a push for the playoffs. I mean, it's been last year. I think the Steelers really invested in the draft, trying to make the offense as good as possible for Ben. So he has a good, so he had a good chance to make a playoff push, make a Super Bowl run, and some it's worked somewhat, and it's failed otherwise. And I think there's a lot of reasons for why it's failed and why it's worked. But uh, I just want to get right into some of these issues and talk about. As a Steelers fan, what I see and what can be changed. Um, so the first thing that I've seen recently as as a whole of a team is the complacency of the Steelers right now. I think a lot of these players who have been on the Steelers a while are used to winning. And that's a good thing. St- Pittsburgh Steelers are a winning culture. We're known for winning. You know, obviously tied with the, the most Super Bowl wins in uh, NFL history as as a team, you know out of new england that's uh you know you're used to winning football games you have an expectation as a stealer uh to win and a lot of these guys are used to that but this year it hasn't come easy there's been a lot of adversity there's been a lot of injury there's been a lot of changes you know like with the oc and all that you know just a lot of changes personnel wise so there's been a lot of adjusting uh for the Steelers that they're not used to i mean Steelers are used to having coaches and players stay for a very long time on the team. I mean, I think the Steelers have had like three coaches since like the 60s. Uh, So, I mean, you're not uh, head coaches. You're not really used to change. So when the Steelers come in with a new OC, you know, they have a whole new offense. Uh, Defense is supposed to be solid, but you have injury, which is a lot of adversity there. You know, you're really asking for a lot of new guys and new faces to step up and make big plays and make the right calls and be solid. And, you know, you can't expect that with a new unit. That's not going to happen all the time. There's going to be times where things aren't going to get called right. The right play is not going to be called. The throw is not going to be there. The guy is not going to run the right route. The right block is not going to be made. The coverage isn't going to be correct. He's going to make the wrong read. Things are going to happen. And that's really plagued the Steelers this year is just not being a gelled team. Very new team, a lot of different pieces. And when you have a new, younger squad, and especially in the offensive side of the ball, the mistakes are going to be made. 
and you can see that, you know, while watching the game, I mean, last week was really bad. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, the Steelers just couldn't get anything going. I mean, they, you know, were doing these little dink and dunk passes to Najee or trying to do these little slants, and it's not working. You know, Minnesota was like, if we can shut down this run, they're going to do these little dink and dunk passes. They shut down the offense. I mean, they were dominant up front. They were pushing back the O-line, and Najee was having a hard time finding holes. And the wide receivers were covered well, and they were running these little five-yard slants and getting covered well, and they couldn't get the ball moving and been getting hit, pressured. I mean, that's that's not what the Steelers are used to. They're used to being a very run-dominant team and being able to open up the play action, and that just didn't happen last week. Uh, especially in the first half, there was really shut down, and you could see how stagnant they were. And on the defense side of the ball, I mean, gosh. They weren't doing the simple stuff, the right reads. They were leaving their areas where they were supposed to be. I mean, Dallin Cook came back from an injury super quick, by the way. I think he had a shoulder injury, his left shoulder. He's injured before. He's supposed to miss three games. He came back after one. And, I mean, he just tore up the defense. The run defense was awful. Massive holes on the on the uh, offensive line that were created. And he was just down close to a blaze right through them for easy Easy runs, easy first downs. Wide receivers were getting open. You know, it's just a lot of bad things for having on a defense that's supposed to be, you know, the steel curtain. That's what the Pittsburgh's known for. It's their defense, a dominant defense. And they were getting pressure. We're covering. We're doing the right reads. And the Vikings were exposing that. And this is a Vikings offense without Adam Thielen. They had Justin Jefferson and Cook just got back. This was not a completely healthy Vikings offense, and they were still able to move the ball so well. So it was quite scary to see uh, last week the woes um, in the first half there especially. But in the second half, I mean, you know, Tomlin, you know, he got his some of his backups in there, and they started playing well. And uh, James Washington came in. He really played a fine role there. A uh, guy who's had some adversity this season. I still got traded him again the year decided to stay, and, you know, he played his heart out. So, I mean, he played well, and Pat Fryermove did his thing, and Najee out of the pass game did really well. And in the second half, the Steelers really looked like a different team. And defensively, you know, some younger guys in the second in the uh, linebacker core and Buddy Johnson and some new new interior D linemen they put in there, like uh, Saya Loudermook and, you know, those kind of guys, they seemed to get some pressure and, made tackles and made good coverages, and the defense started playing a lot better. Uh, Willerspoon had two picks in that second half, so they really almost came all the way back. And unfortunately, at the end of the game there, Firemove dropped that ball. And no hard feelings to Firemove. I think that was a uh, well-placed ball by Ben, but, man, that Harrison Smith hit would have been – that was looks like a really good hit. So I really can't put too much blame on Firemove. I mean, probably should have caught that ball, but at the end of the day, you know, he didn't. And that's what happened. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you saw the Steelers had some heart. And that's really what you got to take from that game. Steelers had heart. They played to the last uh, second there. And just good effort in the second half. But that first half really was embarrassing. And definitely need some changes there for the Steelers. But um, that was just that game. But, I mean, I just, like I said, issues-wise, complacency, you know, not used to adversity, didn't handle it well. It was very evident in that game. And that really hurt the Steelers in the end. But the leadership, that's another thing, like, 
Tomlin, like, having to call out Claypool for music and practice. Like, why is Claypool talking? You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's a wide receiver. Yes, he's respected. He's a good player. But, I mean, he hasn't been performing all that well this season. And Mike Tomlin runs his ship very tight. And for Claypool to come out and almost question um, well, how Tomlin's doing things is a bit scary there for the leadership. And I think Tomlin steps, uh, should step up there. And I mean, he did. He talked about it. But I think, you know, inside the practices, you know, in the locker room, not in the public media, uh, just needs to address his guys and make sure everyone's on the same page there because that's really important come this next month in December. you got to be really um, prepared, really on the same page there if you want to make a playoff run. So that's really huge. But um, back to what I was saying earlier uh, with the guys coming in, James Washington really stepped up in that second half. I mean, he had some heart. You know, he has drop issues in the past. But, I mean, he had a touchdown catch. He really looked well. He really ran his routes well. He, you know, beat some coverages and really showed why he was a second-round pick. I mean, he hasn't played up to that level. But in that second half, I feel like he really showed up and he showed what he can do. And I think hopefully in the next couple weeks they will play him more. Uh, With Claypool struggling, I mean, Ray Ray McLeod's in there a lot more now. But I think Washington could take some snaps away from those guys. And hopefully can show some heart and a little bit of veteran experience, uh, Washington can, and hopefully give that joy a jolt to that offense that's, you know, kind of stagnant right now. If that play call, I think they need to open up the playbook a little bit, you know, spread the ball out, stop doing this jet sweep stuff. It's not really working. It's not effective with our line, and I think the Steelers' offense could be explosive. I really do think they have the talent. They just need the right play call and the personnel. I think they can do it. Um, but like I said, Pat. I really like Pat. I know he dropped the ball, but, you know, he made a lot of touchdown catches this year. He made, he runs really good routes. He catches a lot of balls. He doesn't really drop anything except, I mean, he 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 has really good hands is what I'm trying to say. And I really think he could be the next Heath Miller. I mean, he's a guy in third and five you're going to be looking for to get the ball, and he runs really good routes, and, he beats a lot of linebackers, and I really like him. And I think Steelers fans are buying into him. And I think it was a really good draft pick. And I think it's a really bright future in Pittsburgh. So I'll be very curious to see how he does. And I think he's going to play a huge role here coming up in the next month. If the Steelers really want to be a playoff team, they're going to be needing to find the ball to pad a lot more and get him more involved. And I think he's a huge part of that. And I think if they can get him more involved, it stretches out the playbook. It gets defenses more concerned about him. And it'll open up more um, options for the Steelers because the defense can be more focused on Pat and it gets other players more opportunities. And I think that's really key for the Steelers. They want to stay dangerous on the offensive side of the ball and really get a defense questioning what they're going to do. I think Pat's a huge key to that. And the offensive line was really bad in the first half. And they're injured. I mean, their guard, you know, B.J. Finney's out. You know, it's a rookie. He's got Kendrick Green in center position, and he's been mauled a few times, absolutely. And Dan Moore's been playing really solid, but he's a fourth-round pick. You know, he's going to have to get used to playing, at, you know, at this high of a level. He's going to go through some growing pains. He's gotten beat before, but he's been playing pretty solid left tackle, and it's a lot to ask for a rookie to step in and play the blind side, but... He's done pretty well. I'm pretty happy of him. And, you know, Kendrick Green's learning. And Trey Turner's been pretty solid. And Lulu came in against 
came in in that Baltimore game, and he played really well. And he continued to play all right, and he's a backup. So, yeah, he's going to make mistakes, but he played pretty decent enough. It's just the this – this past game in particular, just I feel like the interior, um, the center and the guard spots got a little – Got a little overpowered at times, and they came in the interior really stopping Najee, and they were sending these blitzes, and the line was, you know, kind of getting confused by these blitzes and not picking up the right guy, and Ben was getting hit, and, you know, things like that. His communication's huge, and the line's just got to gel, and it's not as strong as Ben's used to, so he's going to hit more, but I think the line would just, you know, still, I mean, it's getting later in the season, but I still think they just got to gel more and get be healthy and, if they guys just communicate and get it right in practice, I think this line's not horrible. I think they're good enough to um, get them to where they need to be. And I think just the rookies are going to get a little more experience every game. And just seeing progression is really key. And I think that's where the Steelers are getting out of that line. And I really think that line, um, if the Steelers make it to playoffs, um, are going to be ready. Just need some time and, you know, in practice to work those things out and, I think the Steelers can get that right. Um, but back to the defense side of the ball, I mean, the injuries are hurting, you know, during the year of Tewitt and Alulu. You know, if we had them healthy, the Steelers' D would probably be, you know, where they should be. But right now you're relying on a lot of new guys, and sometimes it's hard. You have trust, and not always going to do the right thing. But I think um, – uh, what am I – who's the defense – I can't believe I just forgot the defense quarter's name. Oh, my gosh. I'm a Steelers fan. What's his name? Gosh, dang. Steelers D, DC. What can't think of his name right now? Um, what's his name? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get roasted for this. Okay. Sorry. I'm having a moment right here. I, can't, I don't know what I'm saying. I can't, can't think of the guy's name. No, it's not Bill Carroll's old HC. I'm sorry, we're going to call him DC for now until I think of his name. But anyway, you know, he's a really good defensive coordinator. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's had top five defenses. He knows how to get a team to play like a top de- top five defense. And I think new guys, adversity, again, it's the same thing. New guys, adversity. And I think he's going to coach his guys up, and they're going to play like a top five defense at the end of the year. I really do. I think right now it's just a lot of young guys, a lot of new personnel, got some new guys from trading. And I think eventually we'll get there. I really do. I think, you know, Pittsburgh's got to get T.J. Watt back healthy. And I think with this, you know, blitz-heavy defense, which the Steelers have always been, they're going to be very effective. And I think that's um, the key. The defense is always the key for the Steelers. And I think if they can get it right, which I think they can, they're going to be fine with the defense side of the ball. I really do. I think, you know, they've had struggles recently with some new guys, but I think if they can get their heart, the locker room correct mentally, and I think with some coaching and some adjustments on the defense personnel-wise, we've got to get the right players in the field, which Tomlin said in a press conference. I really think that the Steelers' defense will be back to a, a, a respectable spot. Maybe not as di- uh, dominant as it used to be, but a respectable spot. That's what I can ask for the Steelers this year with a lot of adversity, injuries, and a lot of new guys. Respectable. It's all we're looking for. We're not looking for this is not going to be – this is not a Steelers team that's going to be like a 2006 Steelers team. It's not going to be that. It's going to be a respectful team, and we're going to have to have a lot of heart in a lot of new guys if we're going to make the playoffs and make a push. 
At 6-6-1, six and six and one, a lot of teams may crumble at this point of the year, but if the Steelers have heart and determination, they can really turn this season around, and I really, really hope as a fan they do that. And I really hope a lot of new guys step up and they can make a push for Big Ben, you know, just for Big Ben, you know, legacy, winning two rings for the city of Pittsburgh. I think the, I think the team owes him, you know, a push. And I think Ben's going to give his heart out to the city this last season and, you know, really do everything he can and to get the Steelers, you know, to that Super Bowl or to the playoffs. Let's just say playoffs at this point. So in the playoffs, you know, get into the playoffs and leave Ben off on a high note. That'd be really solid. And I'd be really happy for Ben if he can do that one more time. So as I said, as a Steelers fan, there's a lot of hope, a lot of optimism, a lot of questions. But just hoping the Steelers can make a push for the playoffs. Thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Garrett. This has been The G Show. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll catch you next time on The G Show.